Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 28 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make helpful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 26, Trash Talking. And on today's episode, we're tackling the serious topic of food waste in the US and how we can do better in our own kitchens. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Um, So today, we are flipping the script a little bit, and we're going to talk less about nutrition, and instead, we are tackling a topic that really is a major problem in our country and one that has come to light a little bit more in the past few months, um, and that is food waste and how we can do a better job at reducing food waste in our own kitchens. That's right. Um, So let's first start with some mind-boggling stats just to set the stage a little bit. Uh, So currently it's estimated that about 30 to 40% of all food in the U.S. goes in the trash. Uh, Food is the single largest component that takes up space in U.S. landfills. And the top sources of food waste, which probably aren't surprising to you, um, include fruits and vegetables and dairy products. Yeah, so kind of those ones that are super perishable. So when we look at food waste, um, it really does happen throughout the entire food chain. So during farming, you know, you're going to lose some. um, So when you're processing your produce, there's something called culling. And what that means is that they go through and they take out the quote unquote ugly fruit or the fruit that's blemished or just not, you know, up to specifications of things that we would really expect to see in the grocery store. Um, And to be honest, I I feel like in general, we've come to expect, you know, really good, perfect looking fruits and vegetables when we go to the grocery store. And estimates say that this culling removes 10 to 40% of harvested produce before it even reaches the market. Um, And then there's also some some loss during transportation or at the grocery store itself. Um, But of the entire supply chain, consumers, so we, us, are the biggest contributors of food waste in our own homes. That's right. And again, I think here, just again, some really significant numbers when you hear this. And I think even when we were preparing the content for this, it's just so staggering to really hear, um, you know, really the down and dirty of what food waste looks like in our country. Um, the typical American throws away around $370 worth of food every year. Um, what's more, a family of four throws away around $1,500 a year. So if you kind of break it down, um, so I think Catherine and I can relate to our love of coffee. So in terms of like (laughs) coffee expense, um, but so when you really look at it, it's literally throwing away around $30 every month, um, which would equate to about 75 lattes, um, from Starbucks or your favorite coffee shop, give or take. Uh, so that would also almost pay for a new phone every two years. So I think sometimes when you put it in context of like what else you could do with that money or what else that value might bring to you. It just makes it that much more like significant and it really just kind of hits you in a different way. 
Um, so because 15 <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. The, the coffee totally. I was like, Oh my gosh, all that coffee. <laughs> um, you know, and, and bigger things too, I think when you related to things like, um, you know, $1,500 a year could get you started, um, you know, towards planning a very fun family vacation, uh, where you make memories that last a lifetime, your, you know, child's college education, if you have kids at home or even your retirement. So we really think about it. And again, you can think about, you know, kind of money in so many ways and relate it back to what you could be saving for um, but this is just so much within your control right you know so we'll we'll share some different helpful strategies as well to help to minimize that in your own kitchen as we shared and I think also just imagine buying your groceries every week and leaving around one bag behind at the store so that could kind of relate to the amount of food and again the value that you're you're leaving behind or throwing in the yeah. trash such a bummer and <laughs> Consumer research shows that we feel guilty when we throw food away um, because we do feel like we're being wasteful. So trying to reduce food waste has multiple benefits. So one, it's more food that you're able to eat. It's less money that you're throwing away. And then you have the elimination of that guilt that you feel. Right. Who wants to carry that around? Right. Um, and I, I actually do feel like I can relate to that. Um, you know, even just in my own experience, which I'll share in a moment, but you know, really let's, let's look at a little bit why we do throw so much food away. Um, one is really just misreading or misunderstanding dates on food labels, which we tackled this topic a number of episodes ago. Um, and it, it really just is a, a reason why people are just unclear and uncomfortable and, you know, not confident in uh, keeping food or using food because of those dates on the labels. And we'll dig into that in just a moment. Uh, we buy more than we need and you can't see me right now, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Um, Catherine sees me, of course, and we are, um, maybe improperly storing our food. So maybe, uh, you're, we're storing different things in the fridge, like, you know, fruits potentially that should be better stored on the counter, or, you know, we're not handling food correctly when we bring it home from the grocery store. So just overall improper storage could be the culprit. Um, and then as far as my own personal experience, the guilt factor is, is real folks. And I definitely, when I need to throw something away that just is probably something I could have eaten two days before or whatever. I do definitely harbor that guilt. Um, one thing I like to do is almost visualize like the dollars in the trash, which does then further solidify that I need to better plan for the next grocery shopping trip. And uh, for me, I think I get so almost overwhelmed or excited when I see, you know, a great price on maybe produce or, you know, the strawberries happen to be looking very beautiful. And then that's when I overbuy and um, we just don't get to it. Or it, I may like put it in the refrigerator and then forget about it. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't get used, um, which, you know, working towards obviously improving that, that bad habit of mine, but just sharing just so you know that we also can relate to this, this issue for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was totally guilty of, I feel like a lot of food waste just in previous years. Like, yeah. so, and I think what, what turned things around for me, honestly, and this is like something we tell people and recommend all the time, but apparently I was not doing it and it's just meal planning. Right. So <laughs> I just wouldn't like, I would just be like, okay, I think I need, I need some more food. So I'd go to the grocery store and I'd buy things willy nilly. And I would like come home with all this random stuff that I had the best intentions of eating or cooking. And like, I would buy like a random eggplant and I'm like, this is the week we're going to eat eggplant. But like, <laughs> I didn't have a plan, didn't have a recipe. So I would just watch this little eggplant sit on the counter, like doing nothing. And then I end up <laughs> like, so now that I have, I, I do make a plan for all my meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whatever. I make a list. I go to the store. I get what's on the list. 
And I really don't throw as much food away because I planned it all. Like I ha- there's a reason I have all of it. That's right. And, and to your point too. So if you have a specific plan you're making on Tuesday night and it requires that very specific ingredient you bought, like basically you're not eating dinner that night or, you know, you're coming up with something else to do with that potential, you know, ingredient. So it kind of works yeah. both ways that it puts you uh, just in a better place to be able to use that produce. And I think actually, or that, you know, again, that highly perishable type of item that you purchase, but I think you and I seem similar though. It's like the impulse purchase oh, yes. you know, with different things and, you know, and you're definitely more likely to do that when you don't have a plan. So I like that arming yourself with a plan is what's helping to, to minimize right. waste in your home. So you get, we're going to, Two we're going to get up. into that. Two thumbs up. That's right. We're going to get into the planning piece um, a little bit more. But I'm going to go back to our top So our top reasons that we throw food away. And we're going to start with the dates on packages. That's right. And so if the dates on packages really have you scratching your head uh, when you're shopping or when you're looking at something in your fridge later on, uh, again, you're really not alone. So food spoilage, whether real or perceived, so perceived meaning that it's a couple days past that date and you think it needs to be thrown away, um, is one of those biggest reasons that people discard food. Uh, More than 90% of consumers say they've tossed something in the trash that may have still been good, but they are swayed because of that date printed on the label. And according to the USDA, that's the United States Department of Agriculture manufacturers. Now, this is something to really listen to, folks. Manufacturers provide dates to help consumers and retailers decide when a food is at its best quality. And dates are not an indicator of the product's safety. And they're also not required by federal law except for infant formula. So I think a really great takeaway right there is it's more of a quality thing than a safety thing. So if you're looking at a product that looks otherwise fine to eat, so there's no off aroma and there's no off uh, you know, appearance and, and some of those things, um, even though it is three days past the date that's on the, the label, you are fine to eat it. Um, it may not have quite the best quality that it would have had a few days ago, um, but certainly you would be fine to eat it. Yeah, exactly. So just a quick, just like a quick summary of what the dates are typically that you'll see on the label. So if you see a sell by date, Um, And a lot of times I feel like the most common thing there is like milk or Mm -hmm. meat or like things like that. Um, Basically, that tells the store how long to display that product for sale for basically inventory management on their side and also to help rotate the product so the newest are in the back. Um, It's really not a safety date. Um, And then so the use by um, date is the last date recommended for use of that product, again, while it peak quality. And then a similar one is best if used by, again, indicates the date to eat that by quality. Um, and then freeze by indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain peak quality. Again, all three of those said to maintain quality. It was not a safety date. Um, and, 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 and the reason why is, of course, a company is going to want you to eat their food when it is at the best quality. That's when it's mm-hmm. going to taste the best or have the best texture. Mm-hmm. And they want you to have a good experience eating it, so you'll go back and buy it again. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's not going to be unsafe to eat a lot of these things. And especially, you know, shelf-stable things like canned and cereal and, like, all of these things, they aren't so well so good past the date and mm-hmm. and i i'm literally i'm probably one of the most notorious people for like it's the date it has to go like <laughs> no like 
No, I am not that way anymore. And I hate to admit it, but my mom was probably right about some of these things, but please don't tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. And I feel like that I'm on the complete opposite side that I will, you know, push those dates to the limit and just see what happens. And I've, you know, definitely consumed things past those dates. Oh yeah. Now Um, I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. But right. Well, I think, you know, just having more knowledge and better being better, better educated on some of this, like we're hoping that we're, you know, kind of guiding our listeners to do helps to create that confidence then, you know, regarding dates and so forth. Um, you know, and I feel like in today's day and age, right, there is an app for everything, right? So foodsafety.gov is an app for that. So this is called Food Keeper, which is a really great tool that you can uh, utilize to look up foods in order to learn how long that food would stay good in the pantry, fridge, or freezer, um, or even if something is not recommended to be frozen. So, you know, we know there are some foods that would definitely stand up way better and have better quality um, than others when frozen. So some foods are just not intended to be frozen. It also has proper cooking temps, which we do talk about this a lot, just in terms of, um, again, having the best experience when you're eating animal protein. If you overcook it, the texture, you know, it might be dry. Some of those things might uh, suffer. Um, I feel like proper cooking temps is something we can all benefit from a quick breath up on, um, as well as then all the things in order to keep food fresher, longer, and stored properly. So that's really what this app uh, encompasses. And I'm guessing it's a free resource, right? So foodsafety.gov, you could then look up the app Food Keeper, or you could probably just find that in your phone's uh, you know, app store or what have you to, to download. Yeah, it. I've actually had this app on my phone for a couple years now. And I don't know, I, I think people just think dietitians must be food safety experts because I have multiple people people who like come to me as a resource and they're like, is this food still good? And I'm like, I don't know. So I look at the, I like look it up in the app and I'm like, okay, if you open the fridge, good for three weeks. Oh, good for six months. So like, I just look right off the app to, and then get back to them. And it makes me seem like the total expert on yes. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you could memorize all of them. So that's right. That's kind of like my little secret in my back pocket. Uh, we don't um, tell anyone else. <laughs> no, don't tell anyone. But I love that app. Yes, Food Keeper. Um, okay, so our other, you know, top reasons for food waste had to do with overbuying at the grocery store and then improper storage. So we wanted to give you a few tips to help combat those. So the first one we've kind of already talked about a little bit. So plan your meals and make a grocery list. And the important thing here, in addition to this, is when you plan your meals and make your grocery list, look and see if you happen to have any of those things already in your fridge, your freezer, or you or your pantry before you shop, because then you're going to buy something that you don't need, and then you're going to have even more of it to um, go through. Um, so take into consideration all that stuff. Also take into consideration something that is in your freezer that you might need to use up soon. So like, okay, I have some frozen ground beef in here. I should probably use it up soon. So then plan your meal based on how you're going to use that up. Um, and, you know, make it a combination of fresh ingredients and frozen frozen and, and shelf stable. So kind of one thing that I do is I, I was always notorious for buying way too many like fresh produce. I'm like, oh, fresh everything. Well, I would never get to it all and then it would go bad. So like I just buy a little bit of it, get through that, and then I'll move on to the frozen for like to finish out the week or until the next time I go grocery shopping. So, um, and then once you have your shopping list, this is the really hard thing to do is to actually stick to that when you get to the grocery store and try not to make 
so many of those impulse purchases as we maybe would have. That's right. That's right. And you know, as you were talking, Catherine, and um, recommending just that someone takes inventory and really try to work through what you have in your own home first. I personally have been doing this. So back in, you know, March, April, maybe you were stocking up on a lot of things. And hey, now we're like looking hard at, you know, the fall and upcoming season. So it may be worthwhile to actually look through the pantry. And if you bought things that have been there now for the last number of months, maybe push those to the front, start to rotate through some of those things, even frozen foods. I, I again, have been doing this myself um, because again, you want the best quality. And if you keep just layering on top, on top, on top of what you have stored, the stuff at the bottom probably will soon or eventually just not be usable. So it's just something to, to kind of consider, I guess, uh, as you continue to make your upcoming shopping list. So now what you do when you are in a store, and I actually really do love to scout these things out when I'm shopping, <laughs> all about saving a little bit of money if I can. Uh, so don't be afraid of reduced prices on items in the grocery store. So for example, you might see a product that is being discontinued. So that might have a, a much lower price because we're trying to clear the shelf of that. Or if there are fresh products that are nearing or at their sell by date, which we can't sell at the same retail price at that date, you know, of kind of the, the latest date that can be sold, you know, purchase those things. And if it's something you can freeze, throw that in the freezer right away. Um, you know, so you get excited when you're shopping, you find great sales at some of your favorite other stores. So why not get excited about a sale at the grocery store, right? <laughs> I know. No, like it is totally true. If I walk into Target and it's like clearance rack, I am like a a moth to a flame, like going towards the clearance, but people for some reason get scared of that at the grocery store. That's right. That's right. I mean, you would probably see me do a happy dance if I saw like, you know, Brussels sprouts at a reduced price in our produce department. You'd be like, what is going on? Only a dietitian for wise market. Only that. <laughs> um, so some other things, again, as you're shopping um, would be to include a, bl a blend of canned and frozen fruits and vegetables that are, uh, you know, really comparable to the fresh varieties. And of course, they're much more long lasting when, once you get them home. So Catherine and I both identified just the issue with buying too much fresh produce and not being able to use it so maybe instead of the fresh broccoli get the frozen so you have a lot more time to use it and hey the fresh is already to cook I mean it's cut it's washed it's ready to, to steam roast you know microwave whatever you do and so you say frozen frozen's already to cook right that's yes. right yes frozen of course yes unless you do the pre-cut um yes. you know but so the the canned again you know utilizing that uh you know as an option as well to extend that shelf life uh selecting dated foods that have the furthest date so you can give yourself enough time to use it and again, I do this myself. I'll look to like the last uh, half gallon of milk all the way in the back row that might be, you know, two and a half weeks from now versus a week from now, uh, just to really give myself the best chance to use it. And then it does, to, you know, to me, it even tastes fresher than if it's something that's just a couple days older. Um, and then in produce, so seeking out whole fruits and vegetables with the longest shelf life. So some of those would include oranges, apples, uh, you know, look for like the greenish bananas versus those that are you know, bright yellow or already have spots, um, potatoes and sweet potatoes, beets, onions, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. Those are all just very hearty and they, you know, they last so much longer than more highly perishable fruits or vegetables like berries, leafy greens, even again, those pre-cut fruits and veggies. And yes, I know they're a time saver, but because they've already been cut, then they do start to, you know, kind of reach that spoilage uh, much faster. So just something to, to really consider for one, you'll probably save some money. And again, you'll definitely reduce the food waste when you shop with some of these different tips in mind. 
Yes, most definitely. Okay, so now we get our groceries home and we really want to be storage savvy. So we want to make sure that we are getting these everything stored properly. Um, and one that does start with making sure that your refrigerator and your freezer are at the proper temperatures. And you can get little um, thermometers and stuff to put in there just to make sure. Um, so your fridge should be at 40 degrees or lower and your freezer at zero degrees or lower. Um, and if you aren't going to use food right away, um, freeze it. Like the freezer is your friend. Um, <laughs> just, it really is. Um, and so let's say you're not sure if you should use it or if you're going to use it in time, um, go back to that food keeper app and it will tell you how long it's recommended to keep something in the refrigerator for. Um, before you should freeze it. So a few tips for freezing. So freeze things in realistically sized portions. So you can unthaw just what you need because you shouldn't refreeze things once they've been defrosted. So like if you get the big pack of like six chicken breasts, I freeze two at a time. So like break that down, put them each, put two chicken breasts in a bag, and then I can just pull out exactly what I need. Can I just I'm just laughing. laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Beth and I are recording our podcast since COVID started over um, virtually. And she's on camera, like giving me the double thumbs up over here. I'm just really, I, I, I'm just laughing. No, just because you just took the thought right out of my head because there have been so many times, honestly, that I've purchased that like larger package of chicken and, you know, maybe it's approaching the date that I want to use it by and I haven't used it. I have no plans to use it. And I need to freeze it to prevent from wasting it and I'll just you know kind of throw the entire package in and freeze it oh. and then I then when I go to use it I'm like oh my gosh like laziness does not pay off in that example because then you have to thaw everything you can't easily chisel out like the two to three no. that you want you have to thaw the whole thing and you just work against yourself so yes you yeah. and I we're always so well oh my gosh that's that really fun example yeah <laughs> So um, just a couple other things, <laughs> wrap things as tightly as you can to get as much air out because that's going to delay the freezer burn from happening on there. And then also label what it is and write the date on it because then you know what's the oldest in there, what's the newest, you know, what you should be using. Um, so there's a, there's an acronym called FIFO. So F-I-F-O. So the first that goes in is the first that comes out. So you're using the things in the correct order when you're, when you're storing foods. So. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of takes me right into the next recommendation here is keeping things, you know, front and center, especially when it's perishable and you have to use it, you know, relatively soon. So within your pantry, fridge, you know, and freezer across the board, you know, pick the things that you need to use uh, most quickly in the front so that you can really see it or maybe put it to one side or the other in the fridge or freezer, however you want to create your system. Um, but whatever you do, don't stuff it all the way in the back of the refrigerator and, you know, then forget about it. And then it goes to waste, which is really what I alluded to when I talked about produce. There have definitely been a few times that, you know, I buy again, that beautiful, um, impulse purchase of the strawberries that I see and I stuff them back in there. And then a week from now I go to dig something out and there they are, the moldy, you know, they're, they're just messy. They're not a prime eating. And then, you know, I'd probably throw them into a smoothie before wasting them if I could. Um, but again, keeping it front and center will keep it top of mind. And also, you know, once a week, I do personally love to do this, have a fridge emptying meal night, which basically means 
get everything out that you have, maybe some leftovers of, everything that you have to cook soon, uh, you know, cook it, throw it together, whatever you have to do, create some space in that refrigerator and cut back on that waste. You know, so maybe you're creating a stir fry or a grain bowl uh, or a kitchen sink salad, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's just a really great way to kind of, again, make more space for when you do go shopping, you have more space to put the new fresh ingredients and you also have then used up some of those different foods within your, your refrigerator. Yeah, I, I love that. I do do that, actually. I make the kitchen sink salad or the kitchen sink grain bowl. Like, whatever's in the fridge, it's going in. Yeah, put it over yeah. Some rice, put it over some lettuce, and you've got your meal. I've actually heard of uh, families doing, too, like a fend-for-yourself kind of night, which is, like, similar thing. So if you maybe have older kids or, or whatever, it's like, hey, I'm not cooking dinner. We're not ordering out. We're not going out. You know, whatever's in the fridge is what is dinner. So you can even do that, you know, and see maybe what yeah. creations people come up with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like top chef. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one final tip is to cook once and eat twice. So Beth and I, I mean, Beth especially loves leftovers. I know she loves leftovers, <laughs> but um, again, with the consumer research showed that leftovers are a huge contributor to food waste. So whether it's leftovers that you cooked at home or you brought home from a restaurant, and um, I'm sure Beth is going to agree with this. Uh, leftovers are a BOGO deal. Like, mm -hmm. buy one, get one. You cook once, you eat twice. Um, and if maybe if you don't, you know, want the exact leftover meal that was in there, think about how you could turn it into a different meal for a quick lunch or dinner. So, like, let's say you made tacos and you had this extra ground beef uh, or turkey mixture. Well, okay, maybe the next night we take that and we stuff it in some bell peppers and we make stuffed peppers. Or you could even make like a taco salad or, you know, something like that. Like turn it into a different meal so you don't feel like you're eating tacos two nights in a row. Mm -hmm. um, oh, really, what would be wrong with eating two not tacos two nights in a row? Oh, I know. I picked a bad example because like tacos are okay every night of the week. You are right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Oh, but it is fun to repurpose leftovers. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're not going to, again, if you're not going to eat the leftovers within a couple of days and it is something that can be frozen and used later, feel free to freeze it. That's right. Definitely a great tip, but you know that you definitely nailed it there that I do love those leftovers. And I feel like it's, you know, the, the bonus of cooking is, you, you know, you have know. the things and, uh, you get to enjoy it a few days later and without the work. Um, so really I think it's important to know what is wise markets doing to tackle food waste. So Catherine did acknowledge, you know, that there are, um, Kind of connection, you know, connections to food waste, you know, with retailers and the transportation and you know all those different things. So, um, in 2016, Wise Market signed on as an inaugural U.S. Food Loss and Waste 2030 champion which means that we've committed to reduce food loss and waste in our operations by half by the year 2030, which, it, you know, gosh, I feel like that seems so far away, but we're approaching 2021 here. Um, so this is a voluntary program run in partnership with the EPA, the USDA, and the FDA with the intention to, you know, just really recognize the social, economic, and environmental benefits of improving the efficiency of the food system. Yeah, I love it. And so some of the ways that we are helping to reduce food waste, um, Wise Markets has always been and will continue to be a huge contributor to local food banks. Um, we also partner with 
uh, recycling center to divert and repurpose our food waste into cattle feed. Um, we also divert our meat trimmings, fats, oils, and grease to companies that actually convert those into animal feeds, different biofuels, soaps, pharmaceuticals, and more. And we work with a compost company that turns our food waste into high-quality soil. And fun fact, we used that soil in constructing our newest store in Bedminster, PA. Um, and so all this information came from our sustainability report, which they put out every year and is just this really great resource. And honestly, it just makes me really proud of Wise Markets and everything that they're doing to, you know, just tackle food waste and be sustainable in not just when it comes to food, but also electricity and like all those other things. Um, so if you do want, are interested in more information on that, you can find that on wisemarkets.com. Yeah, you know, and actually, I know the new one just, uh, I think, just released within the last two weeks, or maybe even yeah. in less time than that, honestly. And maybe we could link the, to that in our show notes if you really do well, want uh, you know, to be able to access it very easily and not have to, to dig around for it. But yeah, definitely mm -hmm. proud to be, uh, you know, employed by a company that really does see our impact and, you know, is diverting things in a positive way to lessen that overall, uh, you know, footprint on, on the earth. Um, exactly. Let's stop. All right, then. What is our takeaway tip for the week? You know, so I think you and I both recognize some of like our areas for opportunity here with regards to food waste. So listeners, I would just challenge you to really figure out where does the greatest amount of food waste come from in your own kitchen? So if you're over purchasing the produce, if you just really struggle with meal planning, um, you know, or you're not storing things correctly, or one of those other things that we have really just touched on within this episode, I think identifying it and then creating a solution to what that problem is. And, you know, seeing what benefit will come out of it. For one, again, um, you're going to save some money and you'll just feel better. You'll have less guilt about it. And you're just mm -hmm. doing a really great thing for, you know, for your, your earth and setting a good example too for, you know, any family members in the home. That is the perfect way to sum it up. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.